This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello! <laughs> Please! <laughs> I thought I didn't think it was going to be that bad, and then it was so bad. What is happening? <laughs> Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> Let's make them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches. And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah! We're about to get into something real big now. Don't worry about it. My name is Olivia Kennedy, and I am joined today by... Hello, I'm Maddie. Should I scream also? You can scream if you want to, Maddie. I don't know if I can. I feel bad. I'm going to burst someone's eardrum. Yeah, I feel like you're already clipping the mic as it is. Oh, yeah, no, that's a solid, solid clip um, from me as well. So I'll just turn uh, us down a little bit. Uh, Yes, hi, Maddie. How's it going? Hi, it's going good, thank you. How's it going with you? It's going all right. Um, My voice is gone, but it's perfect perfectly fine hey i can hear you that's good that's good um great uh and i'm also joined by hello i'm michael wheels wheelan head of video of dice breaker and also rpg creator hello Mm. (laughs) that's you a a, a certified rpg creator title in our midst my goodness gracious um but you might be noticing halflings that um that that doesn't sound like or that they haven't named themselves as <laughs> Jasper and Jeremy. What is going on here? Well, it's because Jasper and Jeremy are off in D&D in a castle, actually smashing it. And uh, so they were like, hey, Liv, do you want to do a, a cheeky little takeover? And I was like, oh, don't mind if I do. It's going to be bad, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it won't actually be bad because this is... <laughs> guys, guys. Is that a testament to us? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Because this is the this is my other wonderful team, the Dicebreaker team. Maddie and Wheels, who I work with on the Dicebreaker YouTube channel. And um, we're here to talk to you today about some fun RPGs that aren't D&D because we're, we know a lot about those. Do we I can't believe we've been described as the other thing you work on. <laughs> oh my god, we're the other team. Oh my god. I, we I tried. We're this the is side what happens muscle. when you try to like cross the streams. This is what happens. And then everyone's upset. Everyone and I get sad. upset. I get sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're here to talk to you today about some RPGs that we enjoy. And I think it would be nice to kick off with my, my dear head of video, Michael Wheels Whelan. Oh my god, me? You. Yeah, I've been really cheeky and I've asked Liv if I can talk about what I made. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm delighted by that fact. Because, like, I mean, honestly, I'm fascinated by the idea of making yeah. your own RPG. So, like, absolutely, yeah. please feel free to talk about that. It's actually, I think it's something that we're planning to do some content around on Dicebreaker. Um, because the lovely thing about making RPGs is it's incredibly accessible in a way that, I mean, making video games is becoming, but still isn't, you know? Like, there's there's so much less uh, 
like burden of information that you have to have going in. You can literally just grab a piece of paper, have never played any RPG before ever again, like in your entire life, and and just go, I'm going to make a little storytelling thing. And you, there you are, you're making an RPG. Um, there's there's like a, a really broad kind of definition of what makes an RPG, which is also really nice. So like, you know, people make things called lyric games, for example. Um, what which is a are, lyric game? Are you not yes. familiar with lyric games? So a lyric game know. is uh, it's. It's almost a game. I'm. I feel like by describing it, I might insult someone. But it's almost a game that <laughs> okay. isn't meant to be played. It's more like an art piece, sort of like you're you're creating art through the medium of writing rules. If that makes sense. Okay. So interesting. You might write like um, this kind. Of, like you might mechanicize, mechanicize, or whatever the hell that word is. <laughs> Mechan- you're like an, an aspect yeah, of your life, for example, or something like that. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen like a lot of, for example, like trans RPG creators sort of mm-hmm. try and make sense of dysphoria through game mechanics and things like that. So it's oh. like a, yeah, it's it's a really interesting kind of knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, knock at the door. Oh it's my God, is there the a special creators. surprise guest? <laughs> Can you imagine? I would love that. Um, okay. Matt Jarvis kicks the door down. <laughs> What are you doing? About dice breaker. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's actually a delivery. Oh, that's quite all right. I'm I'm I was lucky enough to get my delivery just before, and I feel very successful for that, even though I did absolutely nothing. Somehow so... I feel like it's my fault, but you know, <laughs> like I've messed up. Maddie, I I, I know Ooh. you're trying to sabotage me. I know it. I just like if you could be less obvious about it, it'd be really great. Please, Maddie. <laughs> this is this is the start of the drama channel. This is how oh my god. So yeah, there's like a really uh, broad kind of definition for what an rpg is there's uh such a low barrier of entry to making rpgs and tabletop as well like i think the lovely thing about tabletop design is the iterative process of just being able to physically grab a card and rewrite it or reprint it whatever it is uh and immediately the whole game has changed right so it was kind of interesting recently we were playing like a prototype version of a board game that we got sent on stream uh, and and seeing them go, oh, we've we've actually we've tweaked a few of these numbers, so like this is actually where it is, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, and the amount of like impact that has. Um, but yeah, so uh, I I've made four or five now RPGs. Uh, I only wow. know of two. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> so I've I've made like a couple of Diddy one page ones, and again, one page RPGs. Literally, you can fit rules of a game on a single piece of paper, which should show you just how easy it is to sort of just start making things um um, they're not necessarily going to be the most compelling things on earth but you know yeah one page rpgs are a ton of fun like if you're just like looking to have Mm. like a silly time with your friends just grab a one page rpg there are loads uh grant howitt makes a bunch of them Mm -hmm. and they're very very fun but there are like loads like on like drive-through rpg and like um itch as well so yeah the classic one Bundles Sorry, as well. Loads mm-hmm. they're in bundles. So like yeah. if you buy a bunch of bundles, you probably already own many. Like I have so many I still haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the classic one is uh Lasers and Feelings as well by John Harper, mm-hmm. which has been hacked for, for God knows how many different themes and and mm-hmm. if you've got like a TV show you like watching, there's probably a Lasers and Feelings hack of it and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but to to also clarify that, Lasers and Feelings is literally that you have two stats and they are lasers and they are feelings. And <laughs> And, and then even then you like it, the the stat is you know one number. It's not even mm-hmm. I have a. It's you roll above for lasers or it might be the other way around above for lasers and below for feelings. So you've literally just got a number and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you've got a whole RPG out of that. So I think that proves the point of just how little 
not how little thought or anything like that, but just how little you need to to gamify kind of storytelling, um, which is what's so fascinating about making them. Um, so I've made yeah about four or five now. I think it's five. Uh, there's like a couple of little one pages, and then two uh, more chunky projects. The one that I was going to talk about today, which is like the biggest one that I've done, uh, the award nominated. <laughs> I was going to say I recently nominated uh, Wheels. I'm very like very proud, very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. The award nominated the house doesn't always win, uh, which mm-hmm. is a game that is setting agnostic, so it can be played in any kind of universe or genre or whatever. Uh, there's like a big pack of different sort of um types of you know scenarios you can you can play from out the back of the box whether it's like pirate kings or attacking and dethroning god uh there's there's loads of different variations on on the same play but the central story that that game tells is one about like revolution and like social change and things like that so okay um it's i thought it was set in a a casino always wheel so that is (laughs) it could be it could be but that's obviously you live um but the the reason Liv thinks that uh is because the game is built on sort of casino uh card games so Mm. it's got elements of poker and blackjack um it's got sort of cheating and bluffing and all that kind of stuff Mm. sort of hard written into the mechanics so instead of rolling a d20 you're physically revealing cards uh from a from a deck uh trying to match suits with the skill that you're trying to do um oh okay so like if you wanted to do something that falls under a stat that is like spades mm-hmm. and you would have to try and draw a spade card is that what yeah it, so what it is? the way the deck is sort of constructed at the start of a game mm-hmm. um you play over three sessions uh and the diamonds are all taken out and the diamonds are kind of the antagonists so you've got one through ten of their kind of <laughs> Maddie, your face right now, like not me. I don't know what like, you're talking about. Like, no, I don't know. Like, is it something I can't hear anything? Oh, okay. Obviously, I can't yeah. hear myself. So if it makes yeah, a noise, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, when we pause, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm like, I don't know. just uh, Daniel. There might be a few little little sounds that you might want to clip out. I'm really sorry, but here we go. <laughs> it's it was worth it for Maddie. Yes, wheels. <laughs> so one through ten are basically like the the weak points of of this kind of organization. You you refer to them in the book as diamonds, but you know they can be kind of whoever you want. Uh, but then you've got these sort of three targets that you're trying to take down in various different ways. Who are represented by the jack, the queen, and the king of diamonds. Uh, and those are gender neutral, so that you know that king could be whoever you want. But yeah. essentially, if you imagine kind of for example like a maybe there's like a mob crime family who you're trying to take Mm -hmm. down so your king would be like you know the kingpin of that organization like the Mm -hmm. the don um whereas then the jack and queen will have their own kind of like aspect of the organization that they kind of look after whether it's maybe they're the head of the muscle or you know maybe they've got some kind of political ties or perhaps so that would be jack because they're jacked right in fairness i tend to go i I don't know if that is the subconscious thought in my head but i tend to have the jack be the muscly one um which is quite fun it makes so much sense absolutely And then the queen is gay. <laughs> yeah, no, the queen is always gay, and we know this. Like, uh, if yeah. it's one of my games, then every character is gay. That is the fine. rules yeah. for making an RPG. The queen is always gay if you use yeah. cards. Like, it's um, literally in the name, kind of drag queen. Yeah, yeah well, exactly, right. So it's, it all makes sense. It ties together. So with the um, sort of like uh, theming of the game, you've basically got three missions hard coded, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got a finite amount of time. It's a three shot rather than a one shot. Um, and your characters basically gain a different skill after each mission, and the 
climax of the mission is taking out that target in one of three ways, which is represented by those three suits. So okay. your spades are kind of like your elegant, acrobatic, kind of roguish kind of characters. They're... Interesting wheels. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds quite interesting to me. Yeah. For someone <laughs> no who reason. perhaps loves to thieve, they I, would maybe just, you know, I think sometimes thieving might be fun. <laughs> And, but not doing it in real life because I would get in trouble. And it no, would, would no be of course, naughty. we would never so, admit to that on a podcast. No, I never admit to it, no, of course. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a card you in a role You wouldn't steal game. a policeman's hat and do a poo in it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. And that's a reference to uh, some British TV show. I can't remember. It's uh, Mitchell and Mitchell Webb, Republic. I think. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it my is. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, so yeah, you've got your space and then their sort of like version of taking down the target is for an assassination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's called eliminating because you don't have to technically kill anyone. Uh, one of the example scenarios in the book is about taking down like the school bullies in, uh, in a high school setting. So hell yeah, so, take you know, down those you can really kill, if that's the vibe. You can kill them if you want. <laughs> you but... can kill them. Look, gang. This is a message from us to you. You can kill your bullies if you have to. I'm not in charge of your games. You do what you want with it. Oh, yes, the games. I was talking about the games. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the the games. Imagination. Um, But yeah, no. Um, As a disclaimer, please don't kill anyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is a tricky little disclaimer right there. So yeah, eliminate could be, you know, it it could be taking them down. It could be maybe like, um, I I always think of like the non-lethal takedowns in Dishonored. You know, mm-hmm. when you like brand the head of the religion to, to say that they could never be part of it ever again, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can do those kind of like fate worse than death kind of endings, or mm-hmm. it could be the fact that you kind of take them down in a way that, you know, you completely disassemble their public image where no one will ever trust them again or something like that. That's right? fun. Cancel okay. them. Yeah, they exactly. Get you dox them. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> you dox them to death. <laughs> Get Damn. utterly doxxed. I then mean, you've honestly, got two, two other stats right. assigned to mm-hmm. those suits. You've also got your clubs, which are your athletic, strong, like steadfast kind of uh, characters. Um, they can capture a target, uh, or at least they will want to capture a target. And the fun thing with that is um, it basically becomes this wild card that you can play at any time to automatically succeed at any challenge throughout the rest of your game. So it's Ooh. like once you've captured that target, you're, they're basically like, Okay, we've got this ace up our sleeve. We've got this bargaining chip. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Mm-hmm. or a jack or a king. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. whatever it might be. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, you've got your hearts, who are you know your social figures. They're um, maybe very uh, conniving. Maybe they're very intelligent. Maybe they're very slick talking. Uh, the charisma casters, but not mm. really. Exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the fun thing with them is they can convert the target. So they can actually bring them over to your side. Okay. Um, at which point that card gets added to the deck. So it could be drawn at any time as part of your challenge, which is really fun. So essentially, whenever you take a challenge, you're drawing from a central deck that you're all sharing, which is literally all the cards that aren't diamonds in the left, pardon me, left in a pack of cards. Mm-hmm. And that challenge then, every time you do something, you're affecting the makeup of that deck, which mm-hmm. is affecting everyone else around the table. And by failing challenges, you actually remove cards from the deck. So you permanently shift the odds away from what you're doing. I see. Okay. So it's kind of like anti-deck building? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Deck destructing. (laughs) Yes. Deck destruction. I love that. (laughs) That's really fun. Are there any other other like main parts about about the houses and always win that you can like uh, tell us about? Yeah, so the um, houses and always win is also very uh, sort of like 
I, I was doing a, another podcast about it once and, and someone mm. pointed out that I make games that have like skill to them, right? So uh, the fun thing about the House of Noise win is that like there's an element of this kind of meta knowledge that your players have where they can kind of, you know, it, I encourage people not to read cards literally because that's <laughs> okay. not fun for anyone. Yeah. But you have this kind of, yeah, you've got this kind of idea of the makeup of the deck, right? Because mm. you can look in the discard pile and say, oh God, we've gotten rid of a lot of spades. So mm. spades actions are going to be really difficult right now. Um, but you've also got this kind of element of um, like this. It, and again, it's it's gambling, right? That's the kind of core sort of um, mechanical intrigue of the game is, can I get away with this? You know, no matter how difficult a challenge is, it's always technically physically possible because mm-hmm. there's those uh, face cards in the deck, which are criticals, right? Um, but the fun thing is each of those face cards could be representing one of your characters. So when you pick a character, you're not just saying, I'm John the Blacksmith. You're saying, I am the ace of, uh, sorry, not the ace, I am the jack of clubs, for example, which means that, you know, I have my own unique ability, but also I'm a unique character that once they're gone, they're gone. Because player death is very much a thing in Theodore. So if you draw that jack of clubs on your own challenge, it's what I affectionately call a mega crit, which means that you've, you've performed something so well uh, and so unlikely because it was, you know, it was one of do some quick maths. What like forty-one <laughs> cards yeah, or something like yeah, that? that um, right. One of forty-one chance. Um, if you're going for that skill and you draw your own card, then you basically get to like change the reality of the fabric of reality a little bit, which is really cool. Um, right. But it also means that your card is physically in the deck. And as I said earlier, when you fail at a challenge, you remove cards. Mm. So if oh. your card gets removed bad things happen. <laughs> mm. I uh, really like this because it's like, it's replicating, well, not replicating, it's the same as the chance when you roll a dice because like, it's the equivalent of that, but or I guess it's the equivalent of like a D10 or a D12, mm. kind of. Like the random chance is, is, is very interesting to me. Yeah, but then it's kind of like the thing that makes it weird and fun and interesting is that like, imagine every time you roll a D12 and mm. your result gets failed, you start changing the numbers on each face of the die because as those cards get taken out, the odds physically change because the amount of each type of card in the deck physically changes. Um, And you've also got this fun thing of like, it's also, so when you roll that D12, you're doing your action. It's not just one thing because you, you can at any point halfway through a a draw choose to fold and basically take like a, a weaker version of, of a failure, right? So mm-hmm. you draw your card. Okay, that's the one we need. We draw another one. Oh, we don't need that. Don't need that. Oh, I'm very close to failing. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing of everyone around the table is like, do not draw another card. There's no way it's yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, but I've just got this gut <laughs> <Yeah>. feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It means you can also kind of use it like a tarot deck as well. So mm-hmm. you can physically see your action kind of ebbing and flowing. So for example, mm-hmm. if I drew like three wrong cards in a row and then got all the ones I wanted, you know, you can interpret that as a GM as like, oh, you know, you, it looked like everything was falling apart. And then you just found that one switch in your approach that kind of managed to schmooze this guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, you know, you're on the verge of success, you just needed one more card and you draw a fail. It's that thing of like, oh, you were so close. You were so yeah. close to getting what you want. Um, so yeah, it's just I, I'm hyping up the game I made, which sounds a little <laughs> no, bit biased. No, but that sounds good. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about it if I didn't think it was a really 
cool premise and like a really cool game that mm. I want to know more about. So yeah, no, I think it's a really cool idea. And I and also it's I, worth pointing out I'm biased because I work with Wheels, uh, <laughs> but uh, Wheels yeah. is a very good GM. Wheels GMs um, our actual play show on Dicebreaker called Storybreakers. Very very skilled storyteller and um, and yeah, you should check out um, Houses and Always Win. Where where can people check that out? By the way, uh, you can go to WheelsRPGs.com. Ooh, that's simple. So simple. Forward slash T H A D A W if you want the specific one, but it will be right there on the homepage for you. Very nice. You can see all the beautiful art that I managed to commission as part of the crowdfunding for it, which is really lovely. It is really mm. sick, to be honest. I, I, <laughs> I haven't played it, but I'm often like, oh, what, what if? What if? <laughs> if you guys want to put it, by the way, legal. I can bring one in because I've, they're overflowing yeah. in my flat because I keep forgetting <laughs> to sell them. <laughs> Imagine I was like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, please. Yeah, that would, be cool. <laughs> would love that. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent. I will do that. Um, but yeah, if uh, there's anything else you want to mention about about our wheels, like go ahead. But if not, we can jump onto Maddie's. Um, I'll, I'll just quickly say that you know I wasn't the only one who made this game. There's a, a big list of people who have collaborated, um, including all the fantastic artists, but also loads of really really good RPG designers who have made uh, sort of the modules in the back of the book, with myself included. So we've got mm. people like Spencer Stark and mm. Johnny Chiodini, formerly of Dicebreaker. We've mm. also got um like Zalavia Nelson Jr. and like or lo- loads of really cool people in the space uh making yep. really cool things. So yeah. That Give is, it a go. That is indeed a bunch of cool people. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Maddie, hello. Hello. Hi there Maddie. Um, I haven't made a game. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no I mean honestly, I haven't either. And you know what? I think we should like whisper behind Wheels' back about it and make ourselves feel better. Hey, uh, look, guys, it's International <laughs> Women's Day. So you today, know. yeah. Why today. didn't I know? That? <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it. You didn't hear it here first, probably. But you know, like, that, <laughs> especially, I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't come out today. So <laughs> no, it's not coming out today. But you'll get the vibes, the feeling of pride that we had yeah, today from now on. This on. Day. Yeah. Will's just had his moment. And yeah. Now it's just me and Maddie now. screaming. <laughs> Time to just have an entire podcast digging into me. <laughs> That's why we invited you here today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the toss up was that, like, you get to, like, you know, talk about your game. Yeah. But also, then we get yeah. to, like, just yell. So, like, yeah. It's the, it's the equivalent of being on, like, a Japanese talk show or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, you, you can come and market it. your show, but then obviously we're going to slime you. and <laughs> Yeah, with guns. And, yeah. <laughs> Actually, your partner's always ready with guns right now. Oh god. Um Maddie, uh, uh, is there a game you would like to, to Yeah, I was going to say speaking of slime, but not really. Um, <laughs> um do go on. <laughs> like ectoplasm, I guess. Uh yeah. what I want to talk about is Delta Green, um Ooh, which is okay. such a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um if anyone's played Call of Cthulhu, it's basically was originally yes. built on that as a way to bring the really fun rule set and like vibes of Call of Cthulhu but for basically modern times so you have intrigued yes. cars and phones and like you know things like that exist and basically you play rather than kind of like old-timey like i'm a writer and i'm a reporter yes. and i'm a photographer and whatever I'm the other things in do this is. here see i'm a ha, girl. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is fun but i always mm-hmm. found myself being like what technology is in like the 1800s i'd go to do something and be like wait yeah. can i do that but <laughs> i call the police wait can i call yeah, the police like, what no <laughs> <the> phone <laughs> have, have the police formed <laughs> <laughs> have plots been invented yet <laughs> 
It's the sun in the sky. What year is it? Uh, have, have we gotten out of the ocean yet? <laughs> Do I wear good legs or fins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you walk with your fins up to yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But you, so it's in modern times, and you play every player is like an FBI agent or like something similar to that. So like, I played an FBI mm-hmm. agent because I was like, I want to be Dana Scully, obviously, because like, yeah. what else am I going to be? Um, but yeah. one of my friends played as uh, like an agent of like CDC, like Center Controlled Diseases. Um, which is really interesting uh so you basically play as like a government official and you work for delta green which is like a secret organization they kind of call you up and like send you on secret missions and it's really interesting because not only are you doing the classic kind of like monster mystery hunting and solving you also have to like cover your tracks and like solve the mystery for the normies to like think that nothing weird has happened so you can like that's cool choose to like lie to the police choose to cover up like you know we falsely imprisoned someone who had done something Ooh. wrong but they hadn't mm. done exactly what was wrong like they like mm. it, it it's like really interesting morals because obviously like you can't tell people like no a, a monster didn't not this man like people <laughs> won't believe you and the case won't be wrapped up and then like delta green might kind of be found out because we like did like a thing with an ex-agent that like if you start talking too much delta green might come and like kind of silence you basically oh that's fun okay yeah (laughs) that's really interesting to me as well because um like with call of cthulhu i always imagine that if you like just mentioned oh yeah there was a big (laughs) tentacled monster here people would be like oh yeah i just had a drink sonny don't even worry about it you know (laughs) yeah it was just like somebody's been hitting the moonshine (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that shows you Um, what my setting would be like if you ever ran I love Cthulhu, Cthulhu but, uh, we've, been, we've been in Call of Cthulhu. We did it live. Yeah, it's no, we did fun. we did it live. Yeah. But like also the thing is is that once again I do play up to that. We play Call of Cthulhu on this podcast, on Three Black Halflings mm. as well. Oh. And both times I have played an aristocratic, like <laughs> nonsense woman <laughs> who's just like, Woo, I don't know, doll. <laughs> so it would be fun to like kind oh, the, of have... uh, the Alex Me and archetype, yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> Posh or goblin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Posh or Goblin. <laughs> either high pitched or low pitched ooh yeah. yeah yeah that is it is that's the only the only the only route you can go down um but yeah no i i think that because I, it's kind of removed from modern day mm. i kind of i'm silly with it yeah. so like having it be set in modern day like okay what would i actually do if there was a monster yeah. you know that's really interesting i think it is really interesting because yeah, I, I, I think i think i love most about rpgs is like obviously I'm the one making decisions. I'm in the making like the choices. And obviously like in a modern setting, I can really like have all of the things I have now to work with and be like, what would I do with these things? Like the amount of times I tried to buy heat vision goggles and then people being like, <laughs> where, okay, where are you getting those? And I was like, um, the um, I'm a guy ring them actually. Yeah. I'm a guy ring them. So, mm. um, <laughs> so that's I've got them on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. You probably could. And I'm going to look it up right now. Amazon. Yeah, okay, I'm actually going to say that next time. Well, I'm going to. How much for some heat seeking goggles? Heat seeking goggles. I'll be Thermal honest. imaging binoculars. They're not yeah, as that's, useful that's as you think meant, they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there is one for six grand. Um, <laughs> I've got, mm, I've got night vision for 300 quid. I can do you. Okay. <laughs> How much does an FBI agent make? Can I afford that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Someone do, someone do my finances. Where's all my money going every month? <laughs> Somebody's good at the economy. My children are dying. <laughs> okay, I found uh, a uh, resolution th- thermal camera 
with some other stuff written on it for mm-hmm. like 600 quid that's, and that's apparently reasonable. Okay. it can connect to your phone it looks kind of like a device you would use to hunt ghosts but that's mm. fine shove that you on know? the corporate card yeah <laughs> I, sorted the amount of times i was like oh i just like ring delta green to ask them a question they're like they what number they blocked that number and i was like wait wait no uh, like i would love a corporate card i i love rpgs that have a premise in which your characters have like these compulsion driven like you know yeah. you, you, no you can't just do whatever the hell you want actually yeah. like i think yeah. those are really interesting like i love the uh the idea of like your characters have some kind of like baggage they have to deal with that's like mm. hard coded into the mechanics or like yeah like some kind of organization that they are beholden to i think it's really fun yeah like uh jumping into another rpg that we've all uh, well actually that me and wheels have played um you've got uh 10 candles where isn't there like you start with like a fault or something wheels what is it? Uh, yeah, you have a, a vice and a virtue. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and then you also ten candles is fantastic. By the way. I'll ten candles is really good. Like, talk, we talk as about much as you want about ten candles if you want. <laughs> we want to talk about as many RPGs as we can in this episode, but uh, we can't do them all. But yeah, briefly on ten candles, you have like uh, the vice thing that you have to adhere to. Yeah, you basically the fun thing about that as well is it's um it's not written by you, it's written by the person to your left or right. Yeah. Ah. So you you pass a you write down and it's fun if it's the first time someone's ever played it. Mm. They'll write down like, "Oh, I like this." And then you'll be like, "Now give it to someone else." And they're like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Um, the theater. I, <laughs> I would also like to recount the time when we um we did play uh wheels with with Alex me and our staff writer a dice breaker and you said to me and me and okay now write down a vice and both of us at the same time said to you what like Miami <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, from Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately lives in America. <laughs> and uh we cackled for a long time and you were very upset with us. And it was I really probably funny. just had my head in my hands. Yeah. Just like, oh, I've got a whole two hours of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's about right. Mm-hmm. But there's also uh what's really fun about Ten Candles as well is like you've got like so you've got your vice and virtue, but then you've also got um your brink. Which is basically like uh, again, it's it's not written by you; it's written by someone else on the left, and it's kind of like because you're in this kind of like tragic horror, like apocalyptic scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody to your left or right writes, "I've seen you," like you know, oh, I've seen you crack under pressure and turn to drink, or like Ooh. I've I've seen you like sacrifice the people you love to keep yourself safe or whatever. Um, and what's really cool about that is the. GM who is playing as this ethereal dark presence called them um, who is basically <laughs> you know is is the horror antagonist it could be like a Jason style slasher or it could be like you know uh, parasitic demons or whatever um, they get to write one for one of the players so they can be like they've seen you do this like something really dark and then vice versa on the other side of the GM the player gets to decide how they work by saying I've seen them. So, you know, you might have someone say, oh, I've seen them shapeshift into uh, into people that I love, or I've oh. seen them suck the blood from corpses or something like that. And you get to, like, invent the monster as you go. Mm. It's really cool. I love That's Tank Candles. Fun. It's fantastic. That's yeah. so fun. Uh, I, um, I, we will get back to Delta Green because I want to hear more about <laughs> Delta Green. But <laughs> just <laughs> jumping on to den- t- another cool aspect of Ten Candles, which it, we haven't explained properly. Ten Candles is like a horror game. It's a horror RPG. Um, it's literally meant, it, it's designed 
to bring the fear of God into you yeah. because <laughs> literally mm. it's called 10 candles because there, because there are 10 candles in the room in a circle or oh, wherever you want to, whatever you want to do. I don't know. I'm not your mom, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then as you go along, you blow out candles and that corresponds to like the amount of dice you roll. right? Wheel. Yeah. And the candles are your mm. only light source. Yeah. So the closer you get to the end of the game and the more candles have been extinguished, the darker the room gets <sighs> until at the end when the final candle is extinguished, all the characters die and you're left in the dark <sighs> listening to these like pre-recorded voice messages you all did in character at the start of the game as like your final message to the world. It's so good. It's like literally disgusting. It's the most like <laughs> dramatic, like, uh, and you know, as, as the creator, Stephen Dewey kind of, um calls it like it's tragic horror like you, you going into it every player around the table knows that by the end of the session their character will be dead and i find that really freeing almost which i know yeah. sounds really weird and nihilistic but it's like i don't have to like care about oh well how is my character going to survive i just care about telling a good story before they go so it's like you know i'm <laughs> oh my god who's, who's at the door it's them it's them Maddie, is that your Amazon delivery of Heat Vision goggles? (laughs) (laughs) You guys told me I could go on Amazon, so I instantly went Amazon. (laughs) This HeadGum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes, HEADGUM. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply of course of course thanks again to aura delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall uncovering secrets from his past he learns a chilling truth it's best to let sleeping dogs lie Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. One more thing I will mention about um, Ten Kennels before we go back to Delta Green, because this is a perfectly structured episode mm. of the Three Black Carpets mm-hmm. podcast, um, is that 
if you accidentally blow out a candle, that's gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, like, if you just goof and you accidentally do that, you lose some dice, you lose some light, and it's terrifying. And I'm a reason, heavy breather, so. Yeah. The reason that's so good as well is it immediately makes everyone stress out because it's like, mm. oh, my God, even if I just, like, blow through my nose too hard when I'm laughing, I, I could screw us all. So it's like, it's such a good, the game is so good at creating atmosphere, which is why it's, you know, even if the mechanics of it, which I really like, you know, even if you're like, eh, you know, you're just kind of rolling d6s and trying to get a six or whatever. Um, it's it's the kind of like the theater of it, like the the way in which it constructs like the headspace and play space that you're in. It's just so good, so so rich and evocative, so atmospheric. Yeah. It's very very good. We should play it after or after this. We should play all of the games we've mentioned. Yes, yes, because um, <laughs> it will be very fun. Uh, Maddie, tell but, us all about Delta Green. To segue <laughs> into that, I will say the reason I fell in love with Call of Cthulhu is because the first time I played it was like in lockdown we were looking we couldn't play our D game anymore so me and a couple of housemates were like let's play call of cthulhu we turned all of our lights off and just had candles on yes. the table mm-hmm. and like it was literally like i I, de- I definitely think call of cthulhu is a good game but i don't think i would have loved it as much instantly if it wasn't for like yeah. creating it as so, it's it's yeah. like baffling how much of an effect that can have just yeah. like putting on a backing track turning the lights yes. down you know like having some props on the table all that kind yeah. of stuff it just immediately sure. just snaps you in if a GM like just has like a little soundboard and like literally is just like you see a horse and then nah, it happens, I'm like, oh, I'm there. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's a horse in here, I'm living it. I'm there. I'm oh in god. the universe. I'm on the horse. Oh my god! Clip clop. Like so much of RPGs is obviously suspension of disbelief because like mm. we are all just sat around the table just like chatting. We don't have amazing graphics or like stuff. Yeah. Like obviously some books have good art, but it's the little things that that can really like draw you in. Like. And you have yeah. to really kind of put yourself in the headspace, especially for like horror games. Like, so for sure. something like 10 Candles or yeah. Delta Green. As like a side note, I am, <laughs> I am very affected by music. Like so much so that like, uh, it, you know, in Bambi, when obviously the hunter's there and it just plays a... I had nightmares about just that repeated like <sighs> sound, just that, that soundtrack thing for like, Yes. Well, I mean, you made an entire Disney ride based on when somebody loved me from Toy Story. (laughs) I did make an entire Disney round based. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done a podcast on that yet? Yeah, there should be a whole hour episode. There should be an episode. Okay, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, okay, I can't explain all of when somebody loved me. (laughs) I can't get into it right right now. (laughs) I can't do it right now. I honestly live. Save it for an episode where you can fully describe it because you'll do it a disservice. All I'm saying is that there should be a Disney ride based around Jesse from Toy Story. Two and what she went through and you're Jesse and you're in a box that I'm not gonna go. If you don't believe us, just wait till Liv pitches to you and you get in. And then you you need to hear about the secret plan that Maddie has to get in on the ground floor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 working with Liv now. (laughs) Yeah, Maddie's in on it. We're gonna go into Disney and Maddie's gonna become a cast member and uh, just be like pouring to you like what that sounds like an amazing ride. I'd go on it. Yeah, so I'm so sorry to overstep my bounds, but this is the first time I've ever heard of that. And oh my god, I'm in. You've got my money so i'm a cast member and i pour people's teas like they get oh, they, they call Snow everyone White cast in. member in that yeah dystopian oh, everyone's God. a cast member <laughs> you could actually be like cleaning toilets cast. and it's like whoa i'm the cast yay um Weird. <laughs> which is very upsetting. i'm a cast member of dicebreaker you are we're all yeah. dicebreaker cast members right here um but yes delta green <laughs> you, got your, you got your heat fish and binoculars <laughs> yeah you got? i would just say like it's like 
even I honestly hadn't heard of it until this year, but there is like loads of really good adventures and things out there. Like people put a lot of work into it because people just really love it when they play it. Like I mm-hmm. fell in love when I played it, it so much. So we played some really, really good adventures. And there are like all levels of kind of horror and like spooky mystery. If it's like you just want a kind of basic mystery to solve, like you can do that if you want like something really terrifying and horrible with like weird fungus children like <laughs> climbing in like um, old mines. That's not a question, Maddie. Of course I want weird fungus children. What are you talking about? You say that now, Liv. <laughs> when you're holding the fungus child in your arms and the police are holding a gun at your head and they're saying, put the baby down and you don't know and the baby whispers to you and says, take me to the mines. <laughs> you don't know what's happening. What are you talking about? Oh my God. Maddie, are you okay? Oh. Do we need to section you? Oh my god, Maddie, no. Um, what's, what's Delta Green? Is it an original system or is it like Powered by the Apocalypse or what? Uh, so it's based on like the Call of Cthulhu D100. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, you did say that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's be basically been updated into like, its own game, so it's got like, yeah. a few extra kind of things. Now I remember why we were difference. talking about Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about a lot of things. We have. We so structured. Many. <laughs> never leave me alone with this podcast again uh, <laughs> I love it what do you mean alone we're here <laughs> I know I know <laughs> with figments of Liv's imagination <laughs> I'm so creative um, us but... and the mushroom child <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm saying hear more about. I, like, I hear the more stories about. are so good like we it was me and my friend as players and my partner Oliver DMing and we literally made like an entire TV show opening for our characters Miller and Quinn Sick. It, we, I have never been more invested in like a RPG in my life. It's so good. Honestly, I completely immediately guessed that it was Oliver GMing when you said the fungus child told <laughs> yeah. you to go to the mines. I was like, that's it's basically Oliver what he right does there. with your stuffed animals. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean that's a pre-written adventure. So, oh, not to okay. spoil it for anyone. But pre-written we'd... by Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> pre-written by Oliver. Yeah. Um, no, but he said the pre. Obviously, I didn't run it, but he said the pre-written adventures were all really good. Um, okay. Oh, One of my favourite things is, is obviously like it's in modern times. So there is a group of like conspiracy theorists called Phenomenex. And sometimes they'll turn up and be like, we heard there's weird stuff going on. And like, you're trying to uncover it. And we're like, no, we're not. I'm just an FBI agent. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And like, they got us on camera, like going into this person's house. And it was like online and we had to like cover it up. And we were like, do we try and stop these Phenomenex people? Or do we like just block them out? And like, Mm. there's all these different kind of, organizations and like people wanting different things coming into like each adventure and it's it's so good that's really fun. i will say if, if that's like a setting that you really enjoy as well mm. um there is this is going to seem like a really weird segue until i get to uh-huh. the point maybe. <laughs> but there's there's a game called Aegon, which mm-hmm. is also by john harbour which we mentioned from uh he's the creator of blaze and dark and also ladies and feelings um which is basically like a odysseus on his journey based game where you are grecian mm. heroes and all that kind of stuff however the system that he um and sean nitner made for it uh it has been like sort of used as kind of like fortune in the dark for blades in the dark it's like it's its own thing i think it's called the paragon system um okay. but that mm-hmm. has a x-file style spin-off where instead of going from island to island you're like going from you know uh, Mothman to Bigfoot or whatever, ah, um, which what? looks okay, really cool so. and really fun. So yeah, it's I think it's I also heavily inspired by Control, the video game, which is sick as oh, well. Oh, fun! Yeah. Control, yeah. I've literally always wanted to play since Same. I saw it existed, and I just haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I gave it away as like a giveaway once on like a Twitch stream, but I still haven't ah. played it myself. So <laughs> I think it's on Game Pass. Interesting. It is. Yeah. 
It was like on. It was like a PlayStation Game of the Month or something. I've downloaded it and I still haven't played it, but mm, one day no we'll get there. We'll get there. There simply are none. No mm-hmm. excuses. Um, the main character right. is so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is me. I'm in. I am in. Um, so we've spoken about fighting against the machine, basically. We've spoken about uh, fungus children and weird Cthulhu esque stuff. Yeah. So I thought, I, just... I thought you'd forgotten the name of my game. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, <weasels. laughs> no, that's a band. <laughs> <laughs> We've spoken about corn. <clears throat> <No>, um, <laughs> yeah, the bebop group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I present to you now mm-hmm. a post-apocalyptic kind of um. Oh, what's it called? When you're in the future, dystopian, that's mm-hmm. the one, mm-hmm. uh, game, uh, Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk Red, but Cyberpunk Red in particular, I suppose. Now, I'm going to need your help with this because I I love Cyberpunk. I've watched the anime, I've played the game, and I've played the RPG a few times. Uh, but we played um, Cyberpunk Red recently at PAX, didn't yes, did we, we did not? With, with uh, designer Cody Pondsmith, son of original creator Mike Pondsmith. Which yes, is uh, we've. I think, unfortunately, the one that you're referring to was lost to time because our camera broke. However, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. there have been like three sessions with Cody before, so there's yeah. loads of fun things that you can go watch for us. Yeah, not with me or Maddie. So, like, obviously, but so I'm good. But because like... I've been here since the very beginning. <laughs> yes, you and have. I'm gathering oh, dust. <laughs> <laughs> no wheels. Reminder to dust wheels. <laughs> Yeah, dust wheel good parmesan because <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday baby yeah it's Will's tomorrow. birthday tomorrow oh, which yeah. was the yeah. previous uh, Thursday I guess for when this goes out probably mm. so the, uh, it know. goes from International Women's Day to International for the Lads Day <laughs> <laughs> yay the boys <laughs> it's a day for the boys uh, tomorrow <laughs> jot it down this um, one's for the fellas <laughs> So, I mean, you could, like, you know, go and say, you know, happy birthday to wheels if you want to do. It's up to you. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, Cyberpunk is a f- is one of my favorite settings, like, that I've ever seen in an RPG. Um, like, it's just, everything is just fucked. And I don't know how <laughs> yeah. better to describe it, but everything is just completely fucked up. Like, um, people are getting, like, uh, mechanical hardware installed inside of them. There are, like, um, literal, like, wars between corporate entities. Like, the um, Cyberpunk Red is set after the fourth corporate war so there have been four of those um (laughs) to the point um, right where there's like a whole section of uh night city which has just been blown to smithereens by like nukes or whatever (laughs) it's like there's like an area in like night city which is where uh, cyberpunk is based that you just do not go to like and if you do you will most likely be killed because it is just it's just waste spoiler alert we go there at one of our let's plays (laughs) yeah we do um (laughs) um but yeah the uh, let's place um well that have been on the channel the one we did recently they all are kind of like linear in a way like yeah but um but uh yeah the recent one we did we were basically um we i was the driver because i thought that would be fun and cool uh i'll i guess i'll go through more of like the character things that you can create later but um we had to stop someone who'd been infected by a virus or a disease yeah i don't know how that happens 
Yeah, no. Nothing to do mm. with anything no. I did in previous sessions or anything No, like of that. course not, Wheels. Yeah, no. If, I mean, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind refuting the lie. Like... <laughs> so, like, we, we did a session um, online as part of, like, I think it was during the lockdown. Uh, so it was, like, PAX Online or something like that. Um, and we went into the, what is the zone? Like, the... the oh, the combat zone? Is combat it zone or something like zone? that. Where yeah. yeah, like we had to like go in this big armored van because like it was it was so messed up there, and we basically found this old headquarters of a corporate entity, and the this like crime man was just like crime man, crime <laughs> man! <laughs> one of these crime man. Oh my god, not the crime man was like, like the faction in Cyberpunk. Yeah, no. yeah, he's like a mob <laughs> boss dude, and he was like, mm-hmm. I need you to go get me a vial from in mm. there, and we were like, yeah, sure, why not. Don't question Why it. Not? We're criminals too. We're cri- we're we are also crime men and women. We're crime men. Um, <laughs> and we grabbed it, and it was like this strange silver kind of like viscous fluid. Mm. Um, and we were being chased by clowns <laughs> because they're called uh-huh. the bozos, right? They're, there's a yeah. gang of of criminal clowns in. in I do yeah. love that. Uh, Any yeah, wild well, you gang you can possibly think of, uh, clown calls one of them. But there are all sorts of um, wild gangs um, yeah. inside the point. So yeah. we so we basically had like um, this whole army of bozos chasing us in this epic car chase. And one of them, I think, had like taken a rocket launcher out or something, and I was like, okay, yeah. we're literally about to die. I'm going to have to do something drastic. So I just got the glass vial of the silver stuff and threw it at them. <laughs> Not Because I didn't, I don't know anything about the setting of Cyberpunk. Uh, no it turns out I accidentally unleashed a cyber plague <laughs> that, oh, <laughs> that humanity had tried to eradicate like 50 years ago because it would God. instantly murder everyone it touched. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that's what we were trying to fix yeah. in this session for a bit of context. Good stuff. Yeah, no um <laughs> um but yeah, this session was like it's a I it's it's amazing to actually be able to play the RPG with one of the co-creators like mm. and so like you feel like so like taken care of and it's like, "Oh, Cody, I think I can do this. Is this right?" Ooh. But like it's it's if you have seen the anime um or played the game which i do highly recommend the game is better now i know it was a shit show to begin with but it's 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 better now um, couldn't, couldn't have gone any worse <laughs> it, that's true that is very very true um but yeah it's like it any what i love about cyberpunk is that it's just tragic everything's just completely tragic mm. and i think it, it's gotten across uh really well in both the, the game and the anime but i'm i do want to play a session or like a campaign in cyberpunk where it's just it just makes me feel like my heart's been ripped out of my chest because that's the goal for me with cyberpunk is that is that sad is that weird for me to say no, <laughs> I, no uh, it's sad boy season drama. isn't it it's spicy season it's spicy yeah. season thanks Maddie. oh yeah it's spicy season. That's why it's my birthday. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah, just exactly. a fish. Pisces king. Is <laughs> your officially little sad boy? Yeah. You're embracing <laughs> it now. You get it. You lost our signs now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, a few things I'll point out with uh, Cyberpunk is that there are some really interesting like character decisions you could make. There's like literally a character class, I think, that is like, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they just take the faces of celebrities and they just have the celebrities faces um and that's just who we are uh, how who they are like i think i watched poly- a polygon let's play where um one of them was like uh playing 
Winona, like she just had Winona Ryder's face. And um, and the antagonist, spoilers actually for this Let's Play, the antagonist was the entire cast of Friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was very, very funny. Could I um, be any more cyber? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be any more punk? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I could be a little bit more punk. Um, but yeah, like that's really fun. There are like the um, the corpos who are like literally completely corrupt. Go and on. Maddie, you played a corpo, didn't you? Mm-hmm. In our Maddie, was a, Maddie was a very was good corpo girl boss. <laughs> very good. Yeah, you were completely done with all of our shit, which yeah. is completely completely uh, justified. Um, and uh yeah so it's just like you corpos are probably like the sleaziest members like of society even though they don't get down and dirty they're just mm, kind of overseeing tories, everything. You know? yeah. they are tories it's yeah. true it is true. sleazy as hell more fun um, than that. <laughs> yeah yeah you're more fun than the tories Girly so pop. yeah um there are also uh net runners which are really really cool uh so they're basically just like hacker i'm in i'm in the matrix yeah. like Kind of entered the cyber zone and I'm fighting mm. digital dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. which is exactly what Matt Jarvis did in um, our recent uh, playthrough. But yeah, like there, there are so many character options, um, and it's a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, what was your favorite part about playing recently, gang? Um, I will say, uh, like, so cyberpunk is kind of it's weird because cyberpunk isn't very cyberpunk if that makes sense it's like it's cyberpunk as like a genre rather than a theme or an ideology or anything like that so like uh, the setting and the video game especially sorry the rpg and the video game especially Mm -hmm. they don't really tackle that kind of like ethical question of cyberpunk it's very Mm -hmm. kind of like schlocky and like really like action movie kind of vibes Mm -hmm. so like if you really love the aesthetics of like blade runner style worlds um, but you want something like a bit more kind of dumb. I don't, I'm not trying to like downplay it, but like if you yeah, if you want to sort of like switch your brain off and be Johnny Utah in space or whatever, yes. then like that, which I know Maddie does, yeah. <laughs> then I think that's like a really good fit for it because it's like it's got a lot of like um, like it, it's it's completely devoid of nuance in like the best way, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, one of the weapons I had on my character sheet was just called Big Nuts. Which meant I had these like like metal like knuckle caps just implanted into my hands, and I could just beat people's skulls in. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, very fun. What about you, Maddie? I so I came into cyberpunk as someone who's like not really I I'm not really big into like the genre or the settings. I was talking to Wheels about this. I was like I I really love sci-fi, but like obviously cyberpunk is like much more like a kind of dark urban setting, which I'm not normally like my thing of choice but i did really enjoy it i think yeah i guess it's just like quite it's just a very different setting than like most stuff i normally play in which i really enjoy like i am i really like fantasy and things like that and i do a lot of that or i do kind of like kind of supernatural modern day stuff stuff. yeah Yeah. so like Mm -hmm. i for me it was just new because the setting was new to me and i did enjoy that and like it was kind of out of my comfort zone but i actually really enjoy playing like an evil corporate girly like that's kind of fun and we all love that. I think yeah. it's like, I mean, uh, there is a new Blade Runner RPG that has come out fairly recently, mm. um, which is like a very similar setting, but it's like 
cyberpunk is just like it's like its own entity and like i feel like there aren't many other rpgs that replicate that like i know well we did a a, a list recently over on youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker which is a list of um uh ttrpgs that aren't D, like a bunch of fantasy rpgs so there are like yeah. a bunch of options to choose from in like the fantasy category more than we even mentioned in that list but like uh when i try to think of other kind of like cyber like rpgs like i can't really think of many others apart from that i could i can help out if that if that Please helps do. we've yeah. got um we've got shadow run uh which is uh, like a very classic yeah. one uh there's um what's it called cyborg which is like morkborg but mm. cy- cyberpunk Fun. uh there's um as you mentioned the blade runner one there's also an alien rpg if you want that more yes. sort of like clunky retro futurism kind of Free thing League, right uh, from Free League, yeah. Um, there's, yeah. I think like uh, th- it's not as oversaturated as as fantasy. Mm. I completely agree with that. Um, and like you said, I think the the kind of niche that Cyberpunk carves out, or Cyberpunk Red rather, um, is that like in contrast to the very brooding, like noir, like very philosophical tone of most Cyberpunk genres. Like Cyberpunk Red itself is like brightly colored bombastic clowns yeah. of rocket launchers you know it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it's dumb and it's fun uh but yeah. it's still got that element of like yeah everything's fucked and we're all fucked with it so let's go yeah. down causing crime <laughs> <laughs> causing absolute nonsense yes uh completely agree um are there any other like little shout outs like little, little tidbits that we want to like mention like uh, other rpgs that we mentioned before we we wrap up I was gonna say, is my mic playing out because I can see my like thing keep flashing purple? It's There's... not your okay. mic. It is perhaps somebody racing motorcycles. Construction outside or something. Oh, there is construction outside. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It'll be fine. Daniel, if you can maybe take I'm a look at that, that would be lovely. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> you can always just mute when you're not talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I like for if you are listening. To... Pardon me. Okay, let me try that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to try some new RPGs that do weird and wacky things, um, first of all, go check out itch.io because that's where all the nonsense yeah. stuff is, which is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's the mm-hmm. kind of frontier of uh, weird and wacky ideas coming out of the space, which is really cool. Um, it's not necessarily the only place to get indie RPGs, but that is very, like the biggest hub for them. Um, some of the ones that I am very like fond of, I will mention, um, one by a friend of mine called Spencer Stark is called uh, Alice is Missing which yes. is a teen sort of true crime drama that you all play out via a WhatsApp group um, with oh. its own custom recorded soundtrack to play in the background. Um, and it's like, it's one of the only RPGs that's made me so emotional that I've had to like genuinely sit down and have like a breather oh. afterwards. Oh, no. uh, it's an RPG that takes a lot of aftercare. But it's oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I'll also shout out. Uh, we talked about John Harper a lot. Blades in the Dark is one of the Blades greatest the RPGs ever made. It's fantastic. It's something that I've literally. I've, I don't think I've played it at all. But like, it's literally exactly my shit. So I don't yeah, know God, why we need I to fix that. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. Love to thieve. Yeah, Love to Rogue. Thieve, allegedly, it's like um, fantasy yeah. Victoriana apocalyptica. It's got like this giant sprawling city in a world where the sun exploded and is it's constantly oh 
Toto just and stepped I, on my headphones. Thanks, bud. Um, <laughs> no, Toto. Uh, yeah, Toto, it's, it's it's set in this world where the sun never comes up again. Uh, the the like the skies and the seas are so black that when you go out on a boat, you don't know which direction you're facing, Ooh. like up or down. Uh, yeah. There are giant monsters under the ocean that people bleed for their their plasma so that they can use it. It's called like electroplasm or something. They use it as a power source. And it fuels Ooh. a giant wall of electroplasm that surrounds the city that stops the millions and millions of ghosts on the planet <laughs> who all what? died as part of the cataclysmic event. Because if they got into the city, then everyone would die. <laughs> and Ooh, you are a criminal God. gang inside of it. Blades in the Dark is incredible. It's one of the best bits of world building I've ever seen. And I heartily recommend it if you've not tried it. It's very accessible as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um... But yeah, though, I mean, I guess it's worth saying that, well, we'll talk more about this in a bit, but if you want to find out about more RPGs, you can go to dicebreaker.com or youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker, where we're all there. We're yeah. there. And we talk about RPGs a bunch. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Wheels and Maddie, for joining me today on this on this Dicebreaker Takeover, which is a fun name I had planned for this episode <laughs> that I didn't mention at all at the start. Yay! Just add it in post. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Dicebreaker Podcast Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been wonderful having you both on while Jasper and Jarby are once again smashing it over at D&D in a castle. Um, Maddie, where can everyone find you? You can find me uh, at Not the Vampire on literally everything. Branding, baby, that's a cool yeah. girl stuff. Um, <laughs> but obviously, Dicebreaker is my main home. Please come over and listen to me talk about Frostgrave and mm. more spooky RPGs and Cozies. cozy, cozy RPGs, RPGs, superhero magical RPGs. RPGs. Mm. Just love it all. Love RPGs and board games. I'm in there sometimes as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wheels, uh, can you tell us where to find you and just more about Dicebreak if you'd like? Yeah, I That'd don't have the same level of brand synergy as oh, Maddie, no. so I'm I'm Pathetic. Cube Whelan, but the cube is spelt with a K on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm on, I think I'm on TikTok as Mix Whelan, and then you can find my games on wheelsrpgs.com or itch.io for slash wheelsrpgs. Uh, and you can also... Uh, my photography as well, which I also do. Uh, Wheelsonfilm.tumblr.com. Um, but if you want to learn more about Dicebreaker, we are uh, we found it out recently. Uh, we're, we're literally the biggest tabletop site in the world. So that's that's a flex. Yeah, yeah. Found yeah. Out literally last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're the biggest website for tabletop. So if, if that's what you're after, exclusively for tabletop anyway, I'm sure there are bigger websites than us that, that cover it. But um, yeah. yeah, if you want to find out about board games, miniature games, RPGs, trading card games... Uh, if you like Magic the Gathering as much as you like Warhammer as much as you like D&D, then we are your place. Um, we put new articles out every single day. We have a dedicated team of reporters. And then over on youtube.com forward slash Dicebreaker, you can see the three of us getting up to hijinks. Um, yeah. We do all sorts of Let's Plays. We do lists of recommendations of games that you should try. Um, we do we live do streams D&D. every single week. And we do play D&D. Most importantly, we play it every single Friday as part of our actual play show, uh, Story Breakers, uh, which is an original world that we've built together uh, in which we play... Well, I say we, I'm the GM. But <laughs> these guys uh, play as fantasy journalists kind trying to yeah. uncover conspiracies and, it's um, good. and all sorts of nonsense going on. It's very good. It's very fun. It is... Hot Fuzz meets Twin Peaks meets Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very, very cool, and you should try it. And my cat is assaulting <laughs> me. Um, but also, uh, before we 
sign off. So don't stop. <laughs> um, if you are a fan of Dicebreaker and have been for a long time, um, head on over to dicebreaker.com forward slash subscribe. Uh, we have a membership program where you can see all sorts of loads of like behind the scenes content. You get discount on tickets for things like packs unplugged. Um, if you sign up for like the yearly cost, then you get like a free board game every year. Uh, there's yeah. loads of discounts for like local businesses and stuff like that. It's really good. Uh, give it a look. Uh, we worked really hard on it, and it's it's a fun thing that helps us keep the channel alive and keep us all in jobs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and we, also with mes- mes- mentioning that we're very close to 100k subscribers on oh, the yeah. YouTube channel. And so like, close. if you want to just like come on over, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, that would be really, really cool. But also something you should do is go ahead and follow Three Black Halflings. Uh, that's number three and then Black Halflings on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. And also we're on Patreon at TB Halflings, patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. That is probably right. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to double check at some point, but if not, just look at the links below uh, this podcast episode. Um, You can also find me if you want to, (laughs) if you would like that. I am at Magic on Twitter. And uh, yeah, and this has been a wonderful time. Thank you so much, Wilson, for joining. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Um, but thank you so much, Halflings. And there's one more thing to say, and it is so long, Shire Folk. And you can both can say that too if you would like. What? So long, so, Shire Folk. So long, so Shire, long Shire Folk. folk. <laughs> Yay! I know what's happening. Fully in the loop. Fully in the loop. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jasper and Jeremy, I did my best. <laughs>